joining us. This is Are These Books Drunk? You two were very in sync. I was not at all. <laughs> we're feeling each other. Oh, I'm yeah. Brandy. I'm Emma. And I'm Mariana. And this is your book club with a twist. Ooh. And we are your happy hour girlfriends. Yeah. Today we're discussing our new book pick for the month of April. Everybody poops. Woo! Oh yeah. <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> gotcha! Gotcha! <laughs> Today, we're serving you a bonus happy hour episode. We were introduced to this book and thought it would be the perfect one to discuss today to keep things light and fun. Today, we're discussing Play Your Way Sane by author Clay Drinko, Ph.D. Yeah, Clay. Nice. Yeah, Ph.D. (laughs) Clay is an educator and the author of Theatrical Improvisation, Consciousness, and Cognition. He writes for Psychology Today and Lifehack about the intersection of improv, science, and the everyday. His new book, Play Your Way Sane, 120 Improv-Inspired Exercises to Help You Calm Down, Stop Spiraling, and Embrace Uncertainty, is available now. And lucky us, we scooped it up. It has been described as offering serious self-help with a side of second city sass. Mm. (laughs) I love that description. (laughs) Well, we sure could use some self-help and de-stressing methods, and we are always open to a side of sass. Oh, yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) So we are thrilled to explore this book for today's episode. Who's got a cocktail for us to go with it? Mm. Well, it feels weird to be talking about a cocktail without Ricardo. Yeah, this is a girls only today. (laughs) Sorry, Ricardo. (laughs) On a recommendation from at Hot Off the Shelves, and since this bonus ep is all about playing, this week's cocktail is a boozy blast from your childhood past. We're drinking a Guinness float. Yes. So just throw a couple of scoops of vanilla or chocolate ice cream in a tall glass, top it off with your favorite Guinness, and if you're feeling extra playful, top it off with some chocolate syrup and a fun straw, y'all. Mm. I sure will. <laughs> and if you really want that inner child to soar, why oh, yes. not just nix the Guinness all together and make yourself a root beer float? Aww. Or my favorite, a classic Coke Float. <laughs> we are now introducing mocktails. Hey! hey. <laughs> For this one, place a scoop or two or three or four of vanilla ice cream <laughs> in the bottom of a tall glass, then pour half a can of Coca-Cola over the top of the ice cream. Insert your stainless steel straw with a long Ooh, pink tip my. and sip on this delicious treat. <laughs> Make sure, Emma, not to suck too fast. We don't want you to get a brain freeze. (laughs) The shade. All right, ladies. Cheers. Slancha. We are drinking Guinness. Mm. You know, the Guinness is growing on me. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone, all the people, this is Brandy's first Guinness. I'm not ashamed. I'll admit it. <laughs> We're so glad we popped your cherry. I, oh. Yeah. 
What a way to put it. <laughs> all right, ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm always a little nervous when we start to record an episode. I assume we all are. So I just want you to know, as game number 41 says, hey, I've got your back. Oh. <laughs> I've been using that one all week, and I love it. You have? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, specifically saying, I've got your I've back. I've got your back. Yeah. Like to that. other people or to yourself or, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm to myself. I'm to myself on the back the whole time. That sounds like something I would do. Look myself in the mirror and be like, hey, I got you. I, I got your back. <laughs> no, I mean, that's such a good starting point, though, because I, I mean, we're going to discuss a few specific exercises here amongst each other today. But yeah. a lot of these I've been trying to take with me. And, Same. It, you know, it's tricky because I rarely leave the house now and I'm. Right. I'm here at home, but you'd be surprised how many times I've had to implement this in the comfort of my own house. (laughs) Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, I will. Okay, Okay, please, please. Give it to us. Well, so I've I've been like reading through this and I keep taking notes like, oh my God, I love this one or I want to try this one or this one resonated me or like, I don't think I'll ever have the guts to try that. Hmm. Okay. I was in my backyard the other day. It's finally spring. It's beautiful outside. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I've been able to practice yoga in the backyard in months. That must have been felt so wonderful. Well, it did at first. It was wonderful. I found a spot. I was in the sun. I was living my best life. I had my like beautiful music on. I felt so grateful. All of a sudden, the next door neighbors... Come outside and start their construction, and then their kids all come out, and they're all playing, and it was loud as fuck, and I was like, I, like, lost my yoga mindset. And then I remembered game number five. Nope. Try something else. And then... I started thinking, you know, this is so nice. Like, this is just background music to my my yoga. Mm, Like, they're just DJing for me. Like, I'm so grateful that they're here to provide me this ambiance. This, this ambiance. <laughs> and it worked for like a couple minutes, and then I just went right back to being furious. It's, you need practice. You just need yeah. to keep on practicing it. Exactly. You just need to keep on playing. <laughs> Cheers. So, uh huh. Play is our secret word for today, as in game 26, which, by the way, I was a huge fan of Pee Wee's Playhouse when I was a little girl. So when I heard Clay relate this exercise to that, I was like, oh, I love you so much. I was obsessed with this show. So for our listeners out there that don't know game 26 as of yet or that have never watched Pee Wee's Playhouse, there was always (laughs) a segment on the show where Pee Wee would announce the secret word of the day. And then once he announced it, everybody would cheer, yay, at the top of their lungs. But for the purposes of this podcast today, we're not cheering yay. We're drinking our Guinness. (laughs) So every time, every time we hear the word play. Yep. Oh, boy. You just said it. Wait, you just said it again. Yeah. (laughs) It's about finding our joy, ladies. I'm finding it. I'm I'm there. I am. Mm -hmm. Well, I was out on a walk the other day. Because I was walking Doc. I was walking Doc outside. And there was this delightful moment. And I had just started this book. There was a delightful moment where 
coming towards us was this mom with her two little girls in a stroller. And one of the little girls was maybe like five years old. One of the little girls was like two years old. So they see us coming and the five-year-old little girl points at Doc and goes, puppy. (gasps) Called it like she saw it. She called it like she saw it. But then the two-year-old little girl saw Doc, heard her sister say puppy. And at the top of her lungs, you guys, she goes, Moo. <laughs> and I was like, she's calling, she's doing game number four. Call it like you don't. And it was so there was just something so delightfully funny about <laughs> oh. that contradiction of seeing a dog and saying moo. It was so cute. Oh. <laughs> wow. Did you try any of that for yourself this week? No. But <laughs> But that moment in, was enough for me to be like, oh, that that exercise really works. You know what mm. I mean? Like the mom and I shared this like funny little like oh. look and then we we both laughed out loud because it was so funny. <laughs> and it was, just, you know, it was just one of those things, you know, you're walking your dog. It's the most mundane activity, but it was right. just such a it was such a delightful little thing that I've like remembered for the whole week and taken it with me. Aww. And every time I remember it, I like chuckle to myself. <laughs> And that two-year-old had no shame or qualms about saying moo at the top of her lungs. (laughs) She was confident about that moo. (laughs) I used to babysit a three-year-old, and when we would go on neighborhood walks, every time we passed this construction site, she would call them the confuckers. (laughs) The confuckers. She didn't know what that was, but... I every I made sure that we walked past that construction site every day so I could hear her say oh, it. Oh my god, she said it in front of them. Well, they couldn't hear, but you know, oh. we're just walking in her stroller and she'd be like, "The confuckers." And I would be like, "What's that, oh Sadie? What are they called?" The Confuckers, that's right. Oh, yeah. I am yeah, never going to walk by a construction site and not right? think of that story. <laughs> Call it like you don't is a really good one. It is a really Hilarious. good one. Hilarious. Well, I got to say, I really, really enjoyed reading this entire book. Mm-hmm. Me too. I actually would love to implement some of these games from here on out, even the ones that I haven't as of yet implemented or the ones that we haven't implemented today or won't implement today. Mm. And there were several that I thought to myself that I actually already do these without even knowing. And I think it might be related to like the talk therapy sessions that I've had with my therapist, like changing the positive, excuse me, the negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Mm. But what I really loved about Clay and what he wrote is how not only how funny he is because you can really hear his sarcasm and his humor come mm-hmm, out, but also right. how vulnerable he was throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without personally knowing him, reading through his introduction entitled "Confections of an Anxious Author," I was totally game. <laughs> it's like this is I'm in. And and even uh, one thing that Clay wrote that I wanted to bring up, I'm defensive and angry. I'm stubborn and irritated. I'm embarrassed and shy. I'm selfish and a people pleaser. And worst of all, I'm a total hypocrite. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Same, I, I can Clay. relate. I can yeah. totally relate to this. Mm-hmm. And I can see where all of this stems from. And I can see why he wanted to write something like this with with the rich knowledge that he has of the improv work he's done throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, and the cognitive aspect too, you know, right. like I love that he sprinkles in 
the importance of mental health and therapy throughout. And like, yes, this book is really, really fun. Mm, yeah. But it, it 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 doesn't replace, you know, actually like doing the work if you're doing these exercises from a place of needing something stronger, you know? Right. Of course. Right. I really appreciated that. Yeah. But improv is such a powerful tool. I remember listening to an uh, an NPR episode maybe a few years back talking about how there are actors out there using improv to help dementia patients mm. deal with the issues that they're having because and and yeah. actors who improv are sort of the perfect people to be doing that because one of the things that dementia patients face a lot obviously is that they suddenly find themselves in a place that they don't recognize or amongst people they don't they think yeah. they don't know or something and it's very disarming for them to be told that they're wrong or that they do know these people. This is their home. Of course they know where they're at. Oh. And these actors will come in and instead of saying you're wrong, they'll just start playing. They'll oh. just start playing with them and they'll go along with whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, playing. sorry. Play. Yeah. Play. Play. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> hmm Yeah. But so I love that. I love that he's... um bringing this into everyday life, because I, I do think improv has so many uses beyond just entertainment. Have you, I think, B, you have, you went through UCB the whole... I just went up through the, 301. Oh, you went up through, okay. Oh, yeah. did 301. Did, did you ladies do it? I did, just did 101. Me too. Oh. 101. <laughs> I feel the shame. I wanted to continue, but now it's so sad because we can't. I know. I mean, we can on our own. Obviously, but yeah, not through classes. By 301, it had gotten very scary. I feel like 101, it was very supportive and cool, mm -hmm. and like everybody was learning. And then by 201, like more people were sort of on to what the game was, but it was still very friendly. And then by 301, it was all people who were like looking to get on a team and were like, you know, uh -huh. they were improvisers. And if you were not that, it was like very scary. <laughs> uh. And that was me. So 301 was the end of my journey. There. I mean, I was really scared in 101. I think that's why I didn't go back. And actually, I guess that's something I kind of regret. I wish that I had kept going. Speaking mm -hmm. of regrets from episodes past. Same. Yes. I stopped because I was like, okay, that was a lot for me. I did it. I'm good. I can check that off my list. Instead of just going, like, continue to go and, and right. um, feed the fear fire. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. I just came up the with fear that. fire. I actually signed up for 201 and then it conflicted with the job that I had at the time. Uh, and then I never went back. Uh, I really wanted to continue. I felt that for me, and that's why, again, I enjoyed this book so much because it was letting go, getting out of my way. Like not having m me have to think about myself all the time, not be like I wasn't the priority anymore. It was really about enhancing the the game and and, and making sure that I was paying yeah. attention to the other person, which I do, but I still am in my head. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I thought was a really good lesson to learn and to kind of navigate through. Yeah, I feel you. I'm employing exercise game 73 right now. Pause and reflect. Uh, mm. Yes. Because actually, <laughs> okay, I paused, I reflected. <laughs> now I'm ready to tell you done. why. <laughs> How typical. Clay would be so disappointed. No, I, 
I realized there's a, there were a lot of these things where I was like, wow, I really do that. And mm. and I don't think that I had really ever thought of it in in the way that he described that it was, you know, like um mm. I think game 69. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. Mhm. Yeah, that one was that one was like tricky for me because that was a really huge concern of mine. So let it go is about, you know, noticing if you are changing the subject often or like if someone says something and you turn it around and make it about you and how that, you know, it's like super narcissistic. And I was like, mm. God, that's so like that always was a concern of mine that maybe it was. But at the same time, I also feel like I'm just trying to like move the story along and like right. keep the conversation flowing. flowing. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. so that's now I'm like super in my head about that. Like maybe I have. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's being misconstrued differently than I think it is. Right. I had that same feeling <laughs> to make it about me. <laughs> I had that same feeling about I think it was game number 79. Yeah, game number 79, which is literally named, you probably think this game is about you. (laughs) And it's all about that. You know, what does he say? He says, somebody tells you a story and then you tell a similar story about you. Mm. They ask you for advice. You tell them what you personally would do. They talk about how work is going. You talk about how work's going for you. Mm. And I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, I do this all the time. I think a lot of us do. Yeah, I think it never, for me, it never, similar to what you were saying, it never comes from a place of trying to take over the conversation. It comes from a place of like trying to connect and be like, oh yeah, me too. Like I'm right there with you. Right, right, right. But yeah, you're so right. Like that probably gets misconstrued all the time as just like trying to take over and tell you about me. And I think where we have to be careful, or at least I know that I have to be careful, is that if I'm already thinking of what I'm going to say next or how I'm going to continue making that connection of like building off of your story by adding my own input or my personal experience, then are you really listening to everything that person has to say? Right. How in the moment can you be? Yeah. Instead of being, yeah, exactly. Instead of being, being, being present, are you really? Because you're already right. thinking about where, where can I go next? And right. I'm actually trying to implement that in this <laughs> episode with the whole let it go game. Mm. Yes. I'll do that with you. Yeah. Aww. I'll play with you. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> drink it. Drink it up. Mm. Mm. I feel like I really, I feel like Clay really saw who I was from oh. the beginning of the book and the introduction. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, if you were really living in the moment, you'd treat the loud chewer next to you on the subway with Buddhist indifference. Yeah. And I almost threw my book. I was like, oh, my God, he sees right through me. <laughs> I hate loud chewing and I get very distracted by it. And oh, it's wow. really hard for me to, like, turn off the angry part of my brain. My friend Olga's like that. Oh, really? Olga will, if somebody's chewing gum next to her or anything like that, she will, she has to move. Like, she has such a visceral, like, disgusted reaction to it that she has to get out of there. It's actually called misophonia. Oh. I didn't know it had a name. It's a real thing. Yeah. It, like, produces, these sounds produce feelings of um, anxiety and anger inside of you. And, like, it actually sets off a certain... I think hormone inside of you that makes you feel like you're under attack. And so oh you get God. really upset. I read a whole article about it that someone sent me. 
Is it any? Can it be like any sound, or is it specific to chewing? It's specific to it's specific to mastication. Uh-huh. Oh, can I claim it as a comorbidity to help get my COVID vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> Emma, is Ricardo a loud chewer? Oh, he no. is not, but <laughs> poor guy. He's yeah. not a loud chewer, but anytime he eat, he actually put in our wedding vows in his wedding vows that he would avoid eating crunchy foods at breakfast <laughs> because oh, wow. i guess i made such a such an impact <laughs> oh no <laughs> from early on he just like oh, really no. realized like how upset it makes me and so if he's going to eat something loud he'll tell me so and i'll just like leave the room cuz otherwise like it makes me hate him <gasps> it's so it's not Hate even like word. it's not even like that wet sound from mastication. It's any mastication. It for me, it's like loud, crunchy, but it's also like like Olga. It's like the smacking of gum, like in a movie theater when people are eating oh, popcorn. Oh yeah. Or like at the theater when people. Um, so it's actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna retract. I'm not sure that it's specific to mastication. For me, it definitely is. But mm. it's like any it's any sound that's distracting. Like when people are opening those like king size M M&M and M packets in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I will whip my head around and give them the dirty. Give the eye. death stare. Oh yeah. And if it doesn't work, I'll say something. Whoa, you will? Yes. It's the only time I say something. If I'm at the theater. And I'm distracted by someone fucking eating. <laughs> I can't not say something. That's how much I cannot I'm focus on what now I'm watching. We know. I know. <laughs> this book will really come in handy when when theaters open again. I can really practice a lot of these oh, exercises. Yeah. There's that exercise of finding the rhythm, like when all when these extraneous noises. When right. I I don't know which exercise that what which game that number it was. But finding the rhythm in those and seeing what machine you are <laughs> or what machine oh, that is. Yeah, what part of the right. cog you are, what cog uh-huh. you are. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Did you guys play that game ever? Like in, mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like I did it in middle school. Like it was I my did. first improv class ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun so one. Funny. One of the games that I wanted to mention uh, was game number seven, Shake It Off. He says, when you're feeling stressed or angry or upset, you literally just shake it off. Shake every part of your body, hop around a little and blow through your lips. And I literally was reading it, you guys, and I thought, how many times have I seen my dog do this? And it looks like it feels so good. He literally just like shakes the tension (laughs) off after he's like lost his shit at some dog or something or Mm -hmm. at me. And every time I see him do it, I'm like, that looks like it feels amazing. And it's never occurred to me to just do that myself so did you do it no because i haven't felt that irritated yet but the next time i do i am going to commit to doing it would you do it if you were like on the subway no because i don't want to i don't want people to think i'm a crazy person (laughs) draw attention to yourself (laughs) although when i see a crazy person on the subway i move to the other side of the subway car so maybe i do want to do it so that people social like, distance distance yes like get away from me or does this make you empathize with them more now like maybe they're just shaking it off and we have just had the wrong idea of what they're doing maybe they're doing it right i'm good with them doing it right in their own space i'm good with that <laughs> okay i'm good with giving them room 
to 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 do what they need to do. <laughs> it's really fascinating how much we can learn from our dogs, our animals, mm. and our children and babies because yeah. they 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 know they know how to play. They know they how know- to play. Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I saw it coming. <laughs> mm. But it's true, though. Yeah. Because they don't have the fear. They don't mind taking the risk. They just go at it without having that inner voice tell them to do otherwise. Yeah. They just don't. No. And they have no self-conscious. You know, they don't have that extra voice that fears judgment about Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And they also call it like they see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or maybe not. one of the games that i thought was so funny that i really want to try but again like i'm already censoring myself because i don't want to do it in public on the sidewalk but i love game 22 helicopters filled with cash (laughs) oh yeah i laughed out loud reading that how fun would that be to pretend that helicopters passing by are filled with cash you just want to (laughs) like run and like catch it in case it falls yes yes I'm going to try that sometime. So whimsical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you two. I'm going to play I'm going to play one of the games right now in real time. Oh. Uh, hey. It's game number 51, Compliment Stew. Oh. And Clay says, "We don't compliment each other enough." compliments aren't retirement plans you don't have to hoard them or save them all up so you can retire in belize with your lover seriously they don't work that way at all compliments should be given freely i want you to be a compliment whore (laughs) so are you the compliment whore I'm going to be a compliment whore, and I have three compliments for each of you oh and i'm going to tell them to you right now Oh. Get ready. Oh, boy. It's going to be awkward. No, it's oh. not at all. I was like, I'm bracing <laughs> myself. No. <laughs> Do I need to drink more before we go into so, this? So, Emma, the, honestly, the first thing I always think about you is that you're so kind. I feel like anytime like we know somebody mutual or something, that's always the first thing I say about you. It's like, oh, my God, Emma's so kind to everybody Mm -hmm. i also feel like you're just really authentic i feel like whatever you see is what you get with emma you know what i mean like i'm never worried Mm. about what you're thinking because whatever you're thinking is like right on the page like you it's (laughs) it's on your face always it's a huge problem for me sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it and i also think you're very present i feel like you're Mm. quick to call out how you're feeling in the present there have been so many times on this podcast when you're getting tripped up with language Mm. and like you just laugh at yourself and you call it out or i know you said you were nervous when you were on set for your first guest star because you felt like you weren't completely sure about some protocols and you just called it out and you just told people Mm. and i feel like that's something that like i feel like if it were me, I'd try to hide that. And then I still wouldn't know at the end of the day. And I feel like you're so good about just like naming it and being like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Hmm. Oh, Brandy. Mariana. Oh, no. I've said this one to you before, (laughs) but you're so well-dressed and put together. I feel like every time I see you, you look like a fucking little doll or something. Um, And I feel like you're really selfless. I feel like you make a lot of room for other people and go out of your way to make other people feel really comfortable and like supported. I feel like that's Mm. something really special about you. And I also think you're all heart. Mm. 
I think you feel things really deeply, even when you don't say it. And I, I feel like it gives you this quality of being really warm and feeling really welcoming to people. Like, I don't think anybody could ever meet you and not just feel like like they could talk to you and like, you know, that you would be anything but super nice to them. Mm. So to you, ladies. That was so sweet. Well, I feel like we need to implement game 49. Oh, maybe energy match. And I think we need to throw it back at you and take what you just did and throw it back. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the energy match. So, Mariana, let's compliment the shit out of Brandy. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to do it really. I'm going to turn really red. (laughs) No, it's really hard to accept compliments. Yeah. 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 Agreed. But you just made us do it. So, Brandy, there's one thing that has always inspired me about you. You are I and it's it's and it's always so interesting because you say that you don't think that you are, but I think you're such a strong person. Mm-hmm. There's so, you there's so much strength. You exude strength and you exude you exude power. Like I think more now than ever before, you've really gotten to own yourself and it's something beautiful to see because you've really come into your own. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that the progression. Thank and it's you. it's really lovely to see a strong, powerful woman paving her way and making things happen for herself Thank by you. doing the work and by being who they are without question. Thanks. I second hmm. that. And I'll add to that. Because <laughs> I have to compliment you, too. Yes. I I love how present you are with everyone that you come in contact with like you're just engaged in the moment like when someone is speaking to you you are locked in you are clearly listening you give them eye contact like I feel (laughs) like you just take in the entire aura of the person that you're with and it's like a very nice receiving quality to get back Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Thank it's you. rare. You're very good at being in the moment. You win at this whole book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. I don't think of myself as somebody who's like that, but thank you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. So. Well, yeah. thanks. I, thank you. Obviously, I what I say, Ditto. yeah. <laughs> what I say is true. <laughs> oh, got oh it. yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yes, and. Yes, and. <laughs> when I read this compliments do thing, I was like, yeah, like, why is it so hard to pay a compliment? And you know what's funny is I find myself doing it all the time. I'll want to compliment somebody, and for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I won't. I just won't do it. And I don't know what that little, what stops me. It's like he said, like, you mm-hmm. can't save them up. They're not, you know, right. you're not going to get a pile of gold for the number of compliments you have left over at the end of life. Like, <laughs> right. Why not just tell people when you think they're great, you know, at something? You know, recently there was a woman auditing my on-camera class. Mm -hmm. And so I saw her. She was on screen at the beginning. And then as soon as we start working, she turns off her camera. And so I don't see her anymore. But I knew that she was there. And she's actually one of my favorite burlesque performers. Oh, my gosh. And I, I just thought, I cannot believe this woman is... In the same Zoom as me. Like, I have gone to so many of her burlesque shows, and I was like, I don't know that that many people would recognize her by her name. Yeah. Right. And the, I, 
the entire two-hour duration of the class, I kept thinking to myself, I really should tell her that I really love her work. And then I would get too shy. And then I was like, yeah. no, but I really want her to know, like, I just think she's so cool. And then I, and then I would shy off. In the last five minutes of class, I sent her a private chat, and I was like, I really hope that this isn't, like, weird or stalkery, but I think you're amazing, and I really love your work. And she actually wrote me back and said, you have no idea how much I needed that. I've been having, like, a really tough time. Oh, because she hasn't been able to perform? She Well, yeah. I mean, not in person anyway. And I don't, you know, I don't know like what else has been going on. But then in that moment, I was so happy that I told her. And it took me two hours to chat that. So anyway, I guess I'll say that after that moment, I realized, yeah, like, why why are we holding back on, on saying nice things to people? Yeah. It was received so well that now I want to start doing that all the time. And no, I was just going to say, and you never know. If the person does receive it, they may really need it, as clearly this woman needed it at that time. And you're basically holding back from giving someone a gift, which is another one of these. Which is another another game to play at some point. (laughs) I just wanted a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I know these are really good. (laughs) Good Go sound fast with the ice cream. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. But, you know, you, Emma, you said um, you said it was so well received. And I think the thing that's funny about that is that's one of the things that I feel like always stops me about giving compliments. And I'm like, oh, what if they don't what if they don't receive it well? Mm. And I'm like, well, who's not going to receive a compliment? Well, that it just makes no sense. But I well, do we didn't re- we time. don't receive compliments well, but I think that's our own shit. Like that's not your right. problem to deal with. That's our but problem. But I'm never to gonna get pissed at somebody for like complimenting. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> I might be awkward about it, but like I'm not gonna be like fuck you, man. How you know what dare I mean? you? Like, yeah. I mean, unless it's a guy on the street catcalling. That's, that's a not whole a other story. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those confuckers. What was it? Construction. <laughs> con, 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 confuckers. Confuckers. Yeah. Confuckers. That has stuck with me for ten years. <laughs> I love it so much. Me too. Well, I think that's something. Along what we're saying. I like that Clay makes that point early on in the book where he says we all just want to be seen and heard, which is a theme that we have brought up so many times times. on this podcast, right? Like that's really what this all comes down to. And so if we want to be seen and heard, then I guess we should just imagine that everyone else wants to be seen and heard too. Uh Right. And in order, as he puts it, in order to feel seen and heard and therefore valued, we have to learn how to see and hear others without judgment Mm. and with an unbreakable sense of wonder and curiosity. I love that. that. I love that so much. Wonder and curiosity. Because I never thought about judgment. And he puts it very clearly that judgment a lot of times could be a defense mechanism, a fear of rejection, Mm -hmm. that you're very quick to judge because you don't know how that person is going to react. Right. And it's, and it's, and I, I don't consider myself to be someone that judges very quickly because I try to really see the other person for who that person is, or at least welcome that other person. Thank you, Brandy, for saying that, because I try to do that, like welcome whoever I'm with. Yeah. But I can I can see how being quick to judge is a defense mechanism. I, de- mm. I definitely can see that. Yeah. 
I feel like on that note, I really could have used game number 54, You Are a Unicorn Sliding Down a Rainbow. I love that title. I know. I could have used that one when I was working in the restaurant industry. So in this game, Clay talks about the human habit of dehumanizing large groups of people. And he says, no more. From now on, no looking at large groups of people as a quote unquote soulless, mindless clump. Mm. He wants us to search their souls for what makes them magic, sparkling unicorns, which when I was in the restaurant industry, like everybody who walked through the door it was just an immediate there. It was nothing about them. It was just that I hated working in the restaurant industry. But anybody who walked in the door, it was just an immediate like, I hate you. How are you going to be a problem? <laughs> right. right. No matter who it was. It didn't matter. If you walked into my restaurant, I hate right. you. <laughs> but if if they weren't there, it was like, God, there's no one here. How am I going right, to make any so money dead. today? Why is <laughs> right. no one here? And then as soon as they walk in, you're like, oh, God. Like, oh, fuck, fuck me. you people. It's yeah. a terrible <laughs> relationship. Um, yeah, it's so true. Well, that's why we have to see each other as geniuses, poets, and artists all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm implementing that throughout this whole recording today. Just so oh. you know. I'm a genius, I'm a poet, and I'm I an artist. I was just <laughs> JK. Uh. <laughs> Whatever. You probably thought that joke was about you. (laughs) (laughs) Do either of you have a version of game 33, which is Did Anybody Die? Which is, (laughs) I love this. You know, Clay, Clay uses this game to say when you feel a negative thought coming on practice asking yourself oh, did right. anybody die right and right. most likely the answer is usually always no and so right. in that case okay fine then it's not that big of a deal and let's move on for me my version of that game is <laughs> is always well at least i'm not giving birth oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no Oh God! Oh God! Are you giving birth right now? (laughs) Wait, wait! I feel like a terrible person. Drink up! I've never said that in front of a pregnant person. I'm so sorry. Look, I'll go through it too, hopefully, one day. So I'll be I'll be right there with you. I mean, I haven't gone through it, so I don't even know what awaits me. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Maybe I won't talk about this game. <laughs> no, 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 talk about it. No, now I don't think I can because now I just Come know. On. I don't know why I didn't no, think no. about that when I was typing that out. Like, I didn't even think, like... It's Emma, so I am not at a... Do it. Say it. I don't, really, I don't care. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. No. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say it without laughing now. <sighs> Take a breath. Are you sure? I feel so yeah. bad. Why? Oh, my no, God. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> oh, Lord. My version of that was always, I always think to myself, well, it's not like I'm giving birth. 
<laughs> and I can just get through whatever it is I got to get through because I'm like, yeah. you know, it's not it's not like that's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. It gets me yeah. through. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully one day this will be a really mean joke on me. But <laughs> right. And then you'll have to change it. Then it will have to be something else. You won't be able yeah. to say that anymore. Mm. Been there, done that. Check. Right. When I worked at Starbucks Coffee, we we used to say something similar, which was like, it's just coffee. Like people would be losing their fucking minds over like their latte or whatever. And we would all just have to take a deep breath, look at each other and be like, it's just coffee. coffee. No one is dying. We're not (laughs) curing fucking cancer. Your latte is not the end of the world. It's just coffee. That's a good one. Yeah, if you want to replace your pregnancy one or your, your whatever, you could say it's just coffee. <laughs> it's just coffee. <laughs> Nobody died. Nobody's giving birth. And it's just coffee. <laughs> Do either of you ever play the yay game? Yay! Game 40, the yay game. <laughs> Clay says that it's his absolute favorite improv game. I don't know that I ever played this in improv, but I realize that I, I do. I have, like, some version of this on my own every day. Um, oh. Where, like, any everyday mundane occurrence that happens, like ordering a salad for lunch, yay! <laughs> Driving the speed limit, yay! I realize I don't actually verbalize yay, but I do... I. I pat myself on the back for the most mundane things. That's like good. I'll love be that. like, oh, I, I remembered to do laundry today. Yay, Emma. And it drives <laughs> Ricardo crazy because for him, he's like, you shouldn't have to reward yourself or like be excited about doing like everyday things that you have to do. But for me, sometimes it's the smallest things that are the hardest yeah. things for me to do. Mm. And that helps me get <laughs> helps get me through. I feel like whatever helps you get through. Neither of you feel that way? I've never done. I don't think I've done it, but it sounds fun. <laughs> Just means Yay! you don't have to. <laughs> Yay, Emma. That sounds fun. No, 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 no. Emma, I, I, yeah. I'm sensing That's a good judginess one. here. <laughs> no, no, you're a unicorn on a rainbow. <laughs> Thank you. That's you. right. <laughs> I'm matching your energy. Yay. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that more often. Yeah. Should you? Yeah. Well, I never let me clarify. I wasn't I wasn't doing it as a way of like trying to play an improv game. It was just a way of like getting through play. my everyday. Yeah. No. I oh, get I that. Said oh, you said it two times. Salud. <sighs> Y'all, I've almost drank this whole thing. I'm almost done with mine too. Guinness the is low calorie. Oh. Do you have another one? Do you have a backup? No. I. It's so big that, like, I didn't think I would need a backup. Do you have a backup, Emma? No, but I'm not done with mine first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done yet. There's still some. I give myself a dance break every now and again. Oh, Game 27. Yeah. Like I've done that for a very long time. All of a sudden, I just stand up and I'm like, okay, it's time to... Or maybe it's a combination of shaking off and a dance break. Oh, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like any specific genre of dance? Or just like moving? Moving, but since Waffles came along, I Aww. dance for him and he just oh. looks, stares at me. Does he just watch you? Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> like confused. <laughs> sometimes confused is sometimes just it looks like he's mesmerized. He's just he doesn't want to take his focus off of me. He's like, I don't know if you're playing with me or if you want me to do something, but I'm enjoying watching. No, he wants to be a dancer. He's Maybe got dreams. He does. Oh. <laughs> little waffles. Oh, little waffles. <laughs> I laughed throughout the book at how much Clay hates the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, I, I my God. <laughs> that, he's obsessed. <laughs> obsessed with hating them. With hating yes. them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was so funny. Even for him, it was hard to give them a compliment. <laughs> there was right. one point mm-hmm. in the book that he was right. struggling to. Well, how do I compliment Kim Kardashian? I want to try game 97. Word at a time. This could oh, be tricky. No. Yeah. Okay. I think we should one. try this. Okay. So for our listeners, this game is where we, in the improv world, you tell a story and each person says one word at a time that connects to the word that the previous person said. And so it creates some type of narrative by each person adding a word. I think we should try this game. Using one word at a time to describe our experience with the book. Oh. Okay. Okay. Are you game? I, I want to play. play. <laughs> All right. Who's starting us off? Okay. I'll start. I loved this book. Because it got me completely out of my brain, which helped me enjoy playing in the world. Same. Oh, I haven't played that game in so long. Not going to lie. I was panicked there for a second. I was panicked there, and I should have said game the last time. I was like, ah. (laughs) There's no judging your response. You just just fire as you go. I I just have to say, I think this book is so fun. Like, I don't know. At first, I thought, oh, this book is probably, like, really helpful for people that have kids because, like, you really Mm. need – you really need these games and reminders to, like, Mm. turn you – you know, and he he always references his his sweet little daughter, Ella. I know. And I was like, yeah, this book would be really brilliant for parents. But as I was reading it, I was like, man, this actually is brilliant for any living person that's breathing. Absolutely. And especially New Yorkers. Yeah. Yes. And he, yes. and actors too because we mm-hmm. have a huge or at least I do uh, uh, fear of rejection and that or failing and that's sometimes mm. what holds me back in my work right. which is a general anxiety which that's kind of what he's trying to for us to get rid of through right. these games. Yeah, I really vibe with that. Sometimes my fear of failure is what causes me to fail. Yes, it's like exactly 100%. Whereas if I can just get that out of my head, 
it's fine. Like, whatever the outcome is, it's going to be fine. Right. But I don't fuck myself up with my head. Exactly. And he said that those little failures or mistakes are actual miracles. That if you live through them, you're going to be even better off right. having gone through them than not. Right. That's so smart. Yeah. I'm really I'm going to I'm going to hold these with me for a long time, I think. And it's I really agree. fun because, you know, since I've read the book, something will come up and I'll be like, oh, that reminds me of this exercise yes. or this game. And I may not remember the word, but I'll remember the notion. And I think that's great. And I'm very yeah. excited. Plus, there's always the game where you can make up your own game, like game number 30, (laughs) dealer's choice, I think it is. So even if you don't remember the exact words or the exact game, you can always Mm -hmm. just make up your own game and have fun doing it. And get out of your head. And get out of your head. Get out of that head. Get out of your head and play. Oh, Oh, you're so Were you all ready for a final... Not yeah. question, question. Ooh. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So this final question is really not so much much a question, but rather we're taking an exercise straight from the book. The last exercise, in fact, which is exercise 120. It's mm. called Sisterhood of the Traveling Article of Clothing. <laughs> <laughs> this game was inspired by the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Same. But in this version, Clay suggests choosing a quote unquote supportive article of clothing, such as, <laughs> you know, a jock strap, picking a group of friends and individually choosing a quote unquote shit on floor. <laughs> oh, no. Courageous goal that you share amongst each other. Uh. Ooh, I have a whole story about that. For another time. I want to hear that one. (laughs) I know, seriously. In Clay's experience at this game, he and his friends wanted to encourage each other to be more courageous when it came to love, sex, and intimacy. As soon as each person reached their goal, the article of clothing was passed on to that person. And you're also supposed to add on like a little token Mm -hmm. of anything. Like a flare, Mm -hmm. yeah. Something you can add on to it when you get it that would then be passed on. In our experience, with amongst the three of us, we have decided that we're going to pass around one of my bras <laughs> Woo! Yes. as a supportive article of clothing. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a supportive article. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us need more support than others. <laughs> yes. Yes, and... <laughs> We thought mine would be best since I have the smallest ladies out of the three of us. And personally, I think it would be funny. Personally and (laughs) selfishly, I think it would be fun to make Brandy and Mariana wear my bra on their Jennifer Love Boobits and Uh Bravisitatas. (laughs) I wonder if that Instagram handle is (laughs) available. You definitely should check on that. You should look it up. Now, we'll each share with you our big scary goal. And in keeping with Clay's suggestion, we'll also each pick a sexual goal that we'll keep just between us gals. Yeah. So we've got a lot of traveling of bra to be had. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't have a timeline here, right, E? No. There is no. Whenever we can make this happen. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah, Mariana? I think the whole notion of his shit on the floor goal is that it's supposed to be like a 
big, big goal. goal that should take some time. Oof. Well. Yeah, kick us off. I was going to bring this up last episode when we were talking about Kendall and her being in a soap opera. Oh, right. I've always, I don't know if this is the Latina in me, watching the telenovelas oh, when yes. I was growing yes. up. I've always, a goal of mine has always been to be on a soap opera. <gasps> oh, really? Even if it's an under five. Um, but that's been something that I've always wanted to do, and that's going to be oh, a goal of mine. Gosh. Oh, I love that. Me yeah. too. Do you think you'd ever do one for a long period of time? Like, if you got that opportunity, you'd be down. I wouldn't see why not. And a lot of, like, pretty amazing actors have come out of there. And it would be really, it would be, you would be pretty much a working actor every single day. And having to learn tons and tons of dialogue. Yeah. And just. Super challenging. Really exploring all different types of characters and scenarios. Because what these actors go through is crazy. So. Oh, I love that one. You kind of look like <laughs> Teresa from Passions. I remember Did her. Did you ever watch Passions? I, I, Days of Our Lives was my fave, but oh. I love Passions. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> hey, putting it out there. That yeah. bra will be mine one day. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. And I can't wait. You, But got to send yeah. us photos when you get it with you. Yes. <laughs> with it on you. I want to see you having amnesia and yes. then becoming my a twin. doctor. My evil yeah, twin. Yeah, twin. All of it. Wait, I meant photos of her in the bra, but I love that then you were oh. like, amnesia. <laughs> no, I want to see everything her character goes through. Oh, for sure. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love that one. Brandy. Okay. Mine is I have I have been trying to write things for years mm-hmm. and I've had two like big projects that I've had like in the works for like a long time and I have not finished them. And I think part of the reason why is I know that if I finish them, I'm gonna have to do something with them and mm. the idea of like producing them or directing Mm. them is so daunting and scary to me that I think I just don't write them so that I don't have to deal with it. Mm. So my big scary one is to finish at least one of these writing projects that I will also be in and that I will also direct. (gasps) I love that. I love it. That's my big scary. You can definitely do that. You can definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's scary because they're not, it's not like shorts. Like one of them is a feature. I've never directed anything at all. How am I going to direct a feature? You know what I mean? No, no, no. Sure. Everyone starts somewhere and that's your start. Like once you do it, you'll be like, oh, I did it. Well, and I have to say, when you made your short this year, I was like, oh, Mm. she fucking did it. Like she just did did it. it. She wrote it and then she just fucking did it. But I talked about it for four years. So well, I get it. But eventually, go. like when the timing is there, you'll you'll do it. I have absolute faith in you. When it's meant to happen, Agreed. it will happen. But well, you're gonna I kick do ass. Do it, these Brabisi Tatas are gonna be in an Emma bra. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will. That alone yes, is they will. I think is worth you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> totally. 
Totally. I can't wait. We want pictures. Photos, please. All right, Taco Booba. What is is your big (laughs) Taco Booba? It's the Taco Booba. (laughs) Mine is one I've also, I've I've talked about this one for years, too, and I've never come close. (laughs) I really want to run a marathon. Whoa. Which is surprising because I hate running. But (laughs) (laughs) similarly to my experience with uh, that previous game I mentioned, I've always said the two things that feel most attainable to me in this world are running a marathon and giving birth. (laughs) (laughs) And so I want to do them because they seem so scary, but I know that they're physically possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I want to do it just to prove Ugh. that I can. Oh, yes, I that. and you will do that. And we'll be right there on the sidelines cheering you on. <laughs> yeah, on the sidelines. With sure. the bra. Yes! <laughs> oh my God, the yes, I want that in the yes. finish line. Yes! <laughs> Amazing. We'll hold it across the finish line yes. for you so that you can to run, run through. My cheeks hurt so much, by the way, from From smiling so much. I know. It's been fun talking about this book. Yeah. Really fun. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you have an insight or a question you'd like us to discuss on an episode, shoot us an email at arethesebooksdrunk at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on our listener question segment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Today, on this first day of April, I would like to give a shout out to all our listeners out there. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us every week. We are humbled that we get to share our stories and opinions with all of you. And a ginormous shout out to Clay Drinko. Yes, Clay. (laughs) Thanks, Clay. Thank you for writing this fabulous book and inviting us to play with our podcast. She did it. I did it. Next week, we're starting our discussion with our book pick for the month of April. We'll be reading The Push by Ashley Audrain, a psychological drama about one woman's experience with motherhood being nothing that she hoped for and everything she feared. For part one, (laughs) we'll be reading until the end of chapter 22. They're short chapters. Don't worry. Thanks for that. I did start to panic. <laughs> Check out our Instagram page at Are These Books Drunk for next week's cocktail pairing so that you can read along and sip along with us. Because always happy hour Let's play one last time. Hey. I hate you, girl. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. April Salute. Fools. I love you, girl. Aww. Bye.